You're listening to the Gospel Project for Students Weekly Leader Training, helping you lead your students in their journey through the storyline of Scripture. Hey, welcome back to the Gospel Project for Students Leader Training Podcast. Uh, I'm Drew Dixon. I'm one of the team leaders at LifeWay Students, and today we're starting a new unit. We're in Unit 32, and we're in Session 1, and uh, this session is titled, The Church is Sent to Trust God. So, um... This spring, we've been seeing the various ways the church is sent, things the church is sent to do, and this one's really simple. Like, we're sent out into the world for the purpose of trusting God in the midst of it. Um, If there's one thing that we need to do in the world that is absolutely paramount, is absolutely crucial, it's that we need to step into the world with trust. Trusting not in ourselves, not in our own power, not in other people, not in political systems, not in... um, our governors or our president or any number of other things we could picture, our school systems, you know, there's all these things, jobs, careers, wealth, money, security, insurance. Uh, there are so many things that we are tempted to put our trust in. And not that we can't have a level of, of hope in those areas. I, I think we should try to take a hopeful attitude towards politics. I think we should try to take a hopeful attitude uh, towards our schools. I think we should have expectations for those things to get better and improve. And I think the Bible would even call us to have expectations in those areas. But we shouldn't put our trust in them. That is reserved for God, right? Um, and our main point this, this, this week, this session, is God responds to prayer even when we have difficulty seeing him at work. Um, so we're going to be talking about prayer, and you might be thinking, wait, I thought you said we were going to talk about trust, trusting in God. Well, isn't prayer the most profound demonstration of trust? One of the most profound demonstrations of trust, right? When we pray, what are we ultimately doing? We pray because we need Jesus. Prayer at its very foundation is an acknowledgement that like, I'm not okay on my own. I can't do this. I can't do this on my own. I can't do life on my own. I need help. Um, this is why Jesus told us to pray for our daily bread. We, we can't feed ourselves. We need Jesus. This is why we're to pray for forgiveness because we're not okay on our own. We need the forgiveness that only God can provide. This is why we're to pray for his kingdom to come because we look at the world and we say, this isn't... This isn't good. The way this world is going is not it's not good. We need Christ's kingdom, his kingdom in heaven to come and invade our our world, this kingdom of earth. Um, so in Acts 12, we're going to see the church demonstrate their trust in God through through prayer. And prayer is one way we show that we know our lives are ultimately in God's hands. And, and it's one of the ways we try to reorient our thinking, reorient our priorities, reorient our the focus, the focus of our lives on Christ and his kingdom. So I want to point you to the essential doctrine for this week, because I think it's one that you really ought to take a look at and maybe help your students sort of like figure it out and think through it, because it's it's difficult, but it's important. So our essential doctrine is prayer and providence. And it says this, if God is in control and already knows the future, why pray? I bet you thought that, I bet your students have. Like, if God's in control and God knows the future, why should we pray to him? Well, the Bible teaches that although God has a plan for this world that he promises to fulfill, prayer is often the means God uses to accomplish his divine purpose. Your prayers matter. Your students' prayers matter. Even though God knows the end result, the means that lead to that end result will not will, will be accomplished through prayer. I mean, you see this again and again in the Bible. Um, 
God was ready to destroy the people of Israel because of their sin and in um, worshiping the golden calf while while Moses is up on the on Mount Sinai, right? And what does Moses do? Um, he prays. He intercedes for the people of Israel and says, "God, don't don't send us into the promised land without you." God's like, "I'm you know I'm gonna send, I might send you to the promised land, Moses, but not those sinful people, right?" And, and Moses intercedes for the people of Israel. And what does God do? He he forgives, and he he ultimately brings redemption. So, um, so even though God knows the end result of everything that goes on in our lives, the means that lead to that end result will be accomplished through prayer. In this sense, it is true that prayer changes things. It is also true that God uses prayer to change our hearts so that our will becomes uh, more conformed with His. He moves us to be more like Him, to think more like Him, to have His priorities. That's why we need prayer. It's not... Prayer is not just thing where this this opportunity to ask God for stuff. That's part of it. We ask God for things that we need, and we we express dependence on upon Him. But we also ask Him for Him. Prayer is an opportunity to connect with God. Um, so, uh, challenge your students to think about where their prayer life is. Um, are they um, leaning on Jesus? Are they expressing their need for them? Do they see their need for Jesus? Um, and, and how can trusting that God's in control actually motivate us to pray more? That's one of the questions in your leader guide. How can trusting in God's providence, his control, his sovereignty, motivate us to pray, to pray more? Um, so let's, let's really dial in this week and think about some of the practical benefits of prayer, um, some practical steps we can take to deepen our prayer lives, to have a, a more consistent time with God in prayer, and to lean on him more fully. Um, the more we lean on God and the less we lean on ourselves, the more we will begin to step into line with his purposes for the world and the more joy we will find in him. Um, I want that. I want to be more joyful in Christ. And I hope you do too. And I hope that you'll guide your students toward that end. Um, so thanks for listening to the Gospel Project for Students podcast. If you have leader training podcast, if you have uh, any questions or needs regarding the Gospel Project, You can find answers to those at gospelproject.com.